Let's make sure we got sound on both of these. Yep, all right. You have a privacy screen on that thing? I do have a privacy screen on this one. My girlfriend uh, introduced me to it two years ago, and I've been using them ever since. Damn. All right. Uh, yep, so it sounds good. I got my man Ryan McRae, longtime friend, uh, starting off in high school, like probably just the summer before high school. Uh, got my man here to talk about anything and everything. Mm, starting this off, we've known each other for how long, McRae? It's been like eight years, dude. I mean, let's say four years high school, five years now, so that's nine at least. I knew, I, mean, I knew of you two years before I went to, before I started at Macaulay, so uh, we'll call it ten years. All right, solid. Give or take. We did a solid decade. That's I can deal with that. All right, cool. That's been a, a solid friendship. In that time, I've gotten to watch you grow like a shit ton. I don't want to, like, gas you up, pull your head up or anything, no, but I've watched you grow up like a shit ton from, like, one of the big things. I was happy that you were – like working here and that you were you told me like you were the manager for the hockey team and everything because i was like all right that's kind of interesting that you did hockey but like that was cool to see you step into the leadership role off the field because like you could always tell being around you that you were a leader it was just so much as like i don't know if ryan knows how to step into that because he is a leader like he's like I don't want to say born to be but like your parents probably bred you to be just like the way you it seemed like you were brought up and everything like everything about you screams leader it's just a matter of did you know how to step into that position see and like that's the funny thing man it's like everyone's always like i'm not gonna say everybody but there's been a number of people in my life who after they get to know me see me on the field especially growing up like their high school like you're talking about like, man like you're just a leader like it's just like what you like what you don't know what you're doing yeah. that's what just makes you a leader like the way the way you like your work ethic even though my work ethic in high school was fucking shit because I, I thought, I don't know about that. Starting out, at least, like I'm looking back on it now, like doing the shit and like knowing what I know now, and yeah. looking back on in high school, it's like, man, if I would have just had like half of that, it would have been completely different. And you know, as I grew up and you know, being elected captain senior year with Tate, shout out Tate boys, thank you, sir. <laughs> um, you know, that was kind of my, I guess, called awakening moment where yeah. I kind of like realized it was the coaches who who did that too which was kind of special like with coach camp and coach lindsley coach thornton and them putting me and tate in that position like it was it was special and then to go on in the state championship senior year like that was just capped everything off i feel you feel like uh like that was the first time people recognized your hard work and like really like at least for me because i was i was eight the year before you so like for me, I was completely thrown off when they said I was going to be eight, like you're going to be a captain, because I was just like, what the fuck? But then I, I guess, like, to me, it was like, oh, shit, like, people actually realize, like, when you put the work in and shit, yeah. and, like, you hear that a bunch, but you never really realize it until someone comes up to you and says, you know, like, I recognize that you're doing this, I've seen you going after it, and it's like, oh, damn, I didn't realize. Well, and it's cliche, man, but, like, it, it truly does speak to what it means to be a leader, but... It's what you do when no one's looking. And, yeah. like, gr- growing up hearing that stuff, you're just like, yeah, I got it, got it, got it, got it. And you don't really process it yeah, neurologically yeah. like you should. Definitely. But then, like, you're talking about how people come up and, like, tell you that stuff. Literally, last week on Thursday, I was taking an exam, turning them to my professor. He's a new professor, like, good guy from Australia. And I have him for three classes, so, like, he's, like, he sees me a lot. Yeah. And he was like, I just want to commend you, like... He's like, your, your professionalism, the way you carry yourself, the way, it's like just the way you walk, the way you, you speak and formulate, formulate answers to questions and formulate mm-hmm. arguments. He's like, you just don't see that normally. And 
no. to see that here in you, like you're a young person. He's like, you're, you're the oldest in the classes, but you're still young compared to everybody else. And to see that kind of, that char- that char- those character traits yeah. early he's on. Like, it's just, he's like, it's almost scary because I would, if I didn't know you, I would probably say that you carry yourself and you, like the way that you are, yeah. probably be like much older than what your age actually yeah, 100, is. Yeah, nah, you could, I definitely pick up on that from you like all the time, even back in high school and shit. You could just pick up on it. You were a natural leader. You would push yourself. And I get what you're saying. I guess I kind of get what you're saying when you're like, my work ethic is shit. Like, you didn't know. It, for At least for me, I guess, if I look back and think my work ethic was shit, it's like, I thought I was working hard, but I didn't realize what working hard actually is. Up yeah. until, like, now, I guess. And even, like, I'm sure when I look back on this, it'll be like, damn, like, you weren't working hard then. Like, you could have leveled up. Well, and it's like, I'm going to divert for a second. And I just to explain why I, I use this phrase. So, all, like... My entire life, like, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. And not many people know that because I just never really wanted to talk about it because I didn't know, like, if I was really about it or not. Yeah. And then sophomore year, I was, like, getting really heavy into it. And sophomore year, I'll get into it later. Sophomore year, high school or college? Co- college. Sorry, okay. sophomore year, college. It was a bit, just a big year for me in general. And I want to get into that later, so we will. But we were coming back from St. Leo – on our spring break trip, we had played Florida Southern, got smacked, and then played St. Leo, got smacked, and I was just, I, I had this, it was just so strong in my heart, I was like, I have to go to a recruiter, I have to go to a recruiter and talk to somebody and see what, what the options are, oh, and like, for like, people who don't know me, I'm blind in my right eye from a shotgun accident when I was, when I was six, and if you, I don't know, and maybe Zach can talk about this a little bit, you don't really... It's. I, I don't want to say you don't notice it because when you look at me, you notice it. But I, I've kind of gotten to the point now where I, I refuse to let it stop me from doing anything. Yeah, and up to this, and up to that point, it had never stopped me from doing anything. I can still drive. I can still play college lacrosse. I can do all of these things that the doctors originally told me I wasn't going to be able to do. And you know, I didn't think that you know God would let me get to this point. Feel so compelled to go and talk to these guys, and then get the results that I did and I I sat down with the the gentleman he started filling out the paperwork and he was like all right like like, let me me ask you what happened to your eye and I was and I told him the story like shotgun recoiled hit me in the eye and I'm blind can't see retina detached like uh, retina transplant cornea transplant like all that stuff and I had marked off like four of the top of like the 10 automatic disqualifiers for the navy Uh, went next door to the army same fucking thing and I just had no desire to even go any farther than that and a big thing with the navy seals is evolution so you know you start out in in buds training it's it's three we, it's three phases and each week there's a new evolution or each day really there's just new evolutions added in whether that be different training regimens different tests and then by the time they get to hell week which is like they're pretty much that's like the final exam for like become a navy seal and the entire time building up to that they're just talking about evolutions so i tell that story to talk about every year since we'll call it freshman year of high school whether i knew it or not i was going through these evolutions just over and over and and getting and getting more getting older getting more mature getting more knowledge whatever it is and so to get to this point now where i'm at and going through these evolutions every day and every week it's it just takes me to a spot where you know i'm able to sit back and kind of realize like what i've gone through where i've how i've gotten to this point and 
what I mean, leadership qualities, athletic traits, any of that stuff. It's just got, they've all just compounded and compounded. And whether my work ethic was shit or not in high school, it, Coach Henderson might tell you, you know, it, it was good. Yeah. But for me, like, I never thought it was good. And I you guess that's. You yourself like a higher standard, I guess. Yeah. And sure. you, you want to talk about, like, me being older or, like, me being more mature, being a leader, standing out within my peers. I think that's honestly what it is. And I, like, I trade it back to that. Just being always pushed and always pushed harder and, and externally and internally. And so when I was pushed externally by, you know, Coach Lindsley, Coach Brooks, yeah. Coach Cam, whoever, that would in turn. But you always accepted that challenge, though. You got to realize, like, some kids wouldn't accept that, especially kids who are good. Like, And that's the thing I don't understand, dude. And, like, I'm not going to call them out, but, like, you know the kids who came in the year after I graduated yeah. and did all that stuff. It's like, yeah. how do you not, like, you have so much natural talent. Because that's the thing. Like, they've been riding off that. I mean, like. I even for me like I was a big kid I was always the bigger kid growing up so like I used to ride off the fact that you could be a bigger kid but once you get to college and everyone catches up to you even high school like Macaulay everyone catches up to you in size you're like I gotta figure some shit out or I'm like this is it for me like this is where I peak and some kids just don't ever get over the fact that like they had the hardest shot and like they don't want to listen to anyone else who could help them out like but that's one of the things about you you're very you've been very humble and you're if someone gives you a challenge, you accept it. You might be like, damn, this is going to suck. But you always do. You still humbly accept yeah. every single challenge that comes to you. And I know personally, I'm sure you've seen it too. Like there are kids who are really good that just won't accept the challenge. Even as simple as like put the stick in your left hand. They start doing that. And they'd be like, no, dude, I'm really good with my right. I'm just going to stick there. Yeah. And that works for some kids. But like for a lot of kids, it's as simple as just accepting a new challenge and trying to conquer that. And they don't do that. And I've always known you to do that. Yeah. And I, mean, I guess I just really enjoy the fact of like – being different yeah. I really love being different yeah. and some people kind of confuse it for being weird or you know yeah. trying to you know whatever they want to throw in there but like it's just and I have it I have it here it's like people like to think that I'm crazy for how I operate and how I live and how I do things it's like I have 24 hours in a day you know at most I'll probably sleep on a, on a normal day I'll probably sleep six mm-hmm. five and a half six hours yeah and then the other what is that 19, 18 hours that I have, that that might not be right. But it's, it's all good. You whatever. Five hours, yeah, you get You like, only have so little time in a day. And it's like, I have to be as productive and as get as possible. much stuff done as possible. And so, and talking about evolutions, it's like every day I'm learning what works and what doesn't. Yeah. And I figure out, you know, how can I be more efficient in, you know, my studying? How can I be more efficient in my workouts or whatever it is? And it's like, if, if you want to think I'm crazy, like that's, that's fine. I, I thrive off of people talking about me like that because... Yeah. I'm like, it's working. Yeah, hell yeah, it's got to be. If they're talking because about people it. people want to talk about it and, like, they, you know, people want to get you down. People want to, like, knock you off your tracks. It's like, dude, like. And You're doing is, something right if you got enemies. And this is, like, the one thing that, like, I contribute back to that summer is I, I, I was very insecure growing up. I was very – I had to please every fucking person. If, if you hated me or you didn't like something that I did, man, it would literally – it would tear me up inside so much that I would physically get sick. Really? And – all through high school that was my biggest problem and when i got here it still was and always trying to please everybody yeah and these guys that i'll get into it but like these guys took me in and they were like and one of the guys especially um he he was like the same way growing up he like had to please everybody and he played hockey and you know he went all over the like all over the country playing and he learned that you know no one there's no one else that's going to be there for you besides yourself you might have people your, your parents but like Take your family out of the equation. If you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, whatever it is, like they'll, they'll they'll support you. But if they don't truly understand you, 
yeah. and don't understand why you're doing something, it's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. And so it, <laughs> you can say anything you want to me and it's not going to fucking change how I am. It's not going to fucking affect me. It's not going to get me fucking down. It's not going to make me cry. Like I, you can say, I, you can say whatever you want to say to me. That's how you got to be that. I think you got to be comfortable in yourself. Like I went through that myself. I can like, think back to college and shit. Always trying, like you said, always just trying to please everyone and just like come off as like perfect to everybody. And like, that's strenuous. Like that's a fucking job. It take, it will bury you six feet fucking onto the ground. You dude. can't please everyone. And like another thing is like, I used to be really like self-conscious about like my work and shit. Like you, I would, you know, like I'd always study and shit or like always go to the gym, like on my fixed schedule. And like, I like to do shit the way I like to do shit and get as much done in a day as possible and i've got other friends who are like come on do this like stop stop studying so much stop working so hard and that shit used to in the back of my mind get to me like i might be like nah fuck you guys i'm still gonna go study but in the back of my mind it was like damn bro like maybe i am studying too you're not much. really focused on what you're doing because yeah, you're, you're, you're thinking about what that saying yeah but see dude like that's the thing and fuck it we're just gonna get into this oh, when please. when i so freshman year of college i come in here come, i'm from huntsville and being at uah I never wanted to come back here. And mm-hmm. I am very open about that, that this was not my first choice, that I swore when I left for Macaulay, like, I was never going to come back. And I can remember that, yeah. Karma's a mean bitch. <laughs> and I ended up back here. And freshman year was a very interesting year for me. I was still dating a girl from high school. I mean, she was eight hours away. And we, we did the best that we could. Ended up not working out. Uh after freshman year but ending freshman year i had plans to transfer to be closer i had plans you know for medical school i was a bio major kim minor and i i quit lacrosse i told coach coach not coming back next year i'm sorry um i'm transferring out well again karma's a bitch and everything fell apart that summer um shit you went to your coach and told them you were out yeah like i this Everything. was legit. You I, had the bags packed. I was packed. signed, you were gone. done. I was out of here. And, you know, things happened between me and her. Didn't end up transferring. Didn't get to transfer. We broke up. Um, that that summer, I was still, like, planning on going to med school. Yeah. Get Fast forward to the beginning of sophomore year. Get back. Coach calls me into his office the second day of classes. I didn't have a class yet. He's like, hey, man, like, just come stop by my office at some point. Like, just want to see how classes are going. And I was like... Weird having classes yet, and you know we get to talking, and he. Long story short, I ended I ended up back on the team, and yeah. he was like, "You're gonna have to go through everything that everyone else went through, like conditioning tests, the, all the trainings, and I had to go through like all the paperwork. It long process to get back in, and wasn't until it wasn't for like three weeks until I was able to to be a part of the team again. Oh, I mean, sure. I was doing like the conditioning workouts, but I was like off by myself. Yeah, and you, I hadn't run all fucking summer. I had worked out. I had been doing the bench. I had been curling, nah, squatting. Dude, it's the cardio that'll kill you. I put on probably 10 or 15 pounds. So when I got to UAH, I was 215. Okay. And when I left that, at the end of the freshman year, I was 185. Oh, shit. We ran our fucking asses off. Damn. You dropped all that weight during the school year? During your freshman year? Yeah. Whew. It might have been like 190, but like... But like you dropped I the shit from, time yeah. where most kids pick up weight. Even and athletes. But, like, over the summer, I put weight back on. And so I'm coming yeah. back, hadn't run. And I was like, holy fuck. I go out, I go out and try to run a mile. Oh, you're- and I probably got halfway through, three-quarters of the way through, and I am just dead. Like, 
my legs are tightening up. You know, like, you know, like when you get lactic acid in your yeah. legs and they feel like they're fucking logs. <laughs> you can't even like barely pick your legs up. You try to go like take a shit when you You're get like done really and you dying. can't stand up. Yeah, I was at that point. And it was like at that point that I made the realization. I was like, my oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, am I sure I, am I, am I sure I want to do this? It's and, a moment. And I saw this video on Facebook because Facebook is in my in all of our minds and they know exactly what we're thinking so that's what our ads are thank you and yeah, shout out to russia <laughs> hey the guy listening to this hey um <laughs> to uh i was on facebook and this video came across my my feed and it was like some it was like impact theory and i was like oh, okay I'm bored couldn't sleep shocker and it was with this navy seal i was like oh cool i'm watching it so it turns out that the guy that I was watching, his name's David Goggins. Oh, hell yeah. yeah, yeah. This man, let me fucking tell you. Bro. And if by any chance he hears this, <laughs> this man Bro. changed my fucking life. He'll have you ready to run through a brick wall, dude. He'll make you fucking run through a brick wall. Change my fucking life. Because, and like still to this day, like I listen to his shit. Yeah. And I'm going through his audiobook now, the one he just came out with. Like I thought I knew everything about this man, where he came from, what it, like what his childhood was. Mm-hmm. This book goes into so much detail, and the cool thing about the audiobook is like they do like narrations at the end of each chapter, and so you're learning so much more. And yeah, you're right. I watched this 58 minute video. Go on if you guys haven't seen it. Go on YouTube, look up Impact Theory David Goggins, and you're welcome. You're welcome. He'll attach my email, and you can email me what you think. <laughs> um, and I'm watching this thing. I'm like, dude, how this guy's not real. Yeah. Navy SEAL, Army Special or Army Special Forces, Air Force Paratrooper. This man is a completely different fucking breed. But just hearing the evolution that he went through from being three hundred pounds twice in his life to dropping down Oh shit, he hit that twice in his life. Yeah. And hearing his like his his young like his childhood stories and, you know, growing up in a extremely racist town. And, you know, people calling him out and, you know, writing stuff in his binder that is, that's just terrible to hear, man. And just to hear the shit that he went through, and he is so open about it. And hearing how open he was about it really opened my eyes. Like, you know, I don't need to hide from anything in my past. I don't need to hide from the issues that I have. Like, just a fucking, just a list of, like, the shit that I deal with. Like, anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder level two. I'm blind in my right eye. Panic attacks almost fucking every day. And... Like, all of this stuff, I was, like, just, I was just taken. I was taken, just dealing with it, like, on my own. And literally, like, it drove, it it damn near drove me insane. Mm-hmm. But, you know, seeing somebody who takes, like, all of the shit that they went through in their life and use it as fuel to push them to higher and higher stand, like, higher and higher bars that they set for themselves, I was like, all right, like, I can kind of fuck with this. Like, I'm, yeah. I, I'm good with this. Like, let's fucking mm-hmm. roll. And so, I mean, like... Everything changed, like, at that point. Like, my diet, my fitness, my mindset, my attitude, my time management, like, everything. And this was the summer after your freshman year? This was sophomore year, like, in the fall. Okay. And so this was, oh, okay. this so was before. Right back. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm coming up on this yeah. summer. You'd been through the lacrosse. You'd, you'd started getting back into lacrosse. Yeah. Like, I mean, I lost, let me see, lost 40 pounds, 30 pounds, ran and worked out every day. So, like, after that, after that like, one mile that I almost died on, I, I, I just, and I can't even explain why. I mean, I guess like seeing this, I was like, you can say I was motivated. I think motivation's shit. 
Motivation is fake. Nah, fuck that. You can't. Yeah, you can only be motivated for so long. It's more like an internal drive, I would say. Like, and but yours doesn't turn off. That's the thing. Like, I can re- I can vividly remember seeing all the posts and shit about you doing all these different events, like running all the time. Like, and it was just like, fuck, bro, this guy doesn't turn off. Like, your battery doesn't stop. He just keeps going. And you, like, I know you, so I know like we got somewhat of the same body in terms of like we've been through some of the same shit like i know you got aches i know you're tired you're sore but it's like he just keeps pushing and i've always known you to be like that so it was dope to see you do it like i said outside of lacrosse and i could tell it was from more than just lacrosse like you were pushing yourself because it wasn't just lacrosse training it was everything it was running which i can remember you as a kid saying like you fucking hated running like you you used to hate sprints you'd be like dude i'll do anything except run like metabolics all that shit in high school i hated my life yeah sophomore year when i had to run the conditioning test three times i wanted to do i literally like i thought about quitting because i hated it that much yeah so to see like that see like you said the evolution of that and just to see you pushing yourself and running a shit ton was like holy fuck bro what's up with McCray? this is the thing man and and this is the thing that I just don't understand about people nowadays. I'm not going to say kids because I'm, I'm just going to say people. Is when you find something that you're not good at or something that's hard. So for me, it was running. Hated running. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. I wanted to find every other way to get in shape besides run. Mm-hmm. Why run from that shit, man? The only thing that's, that's going to come from that is you get better. Whether that be I hate studying. Well, study or fucking fail out. Some people, if you're naturally smart, good for you. I am happy for you, but for most of us, you gotta study. it's not you gotta, how it is. Yeah, no, you got to pick up the book. But, like, I mean, like you said, some people, kids just don't want to do that shit, bro. Or not even kids. Like you said, people. People don't want to do that shit. Like, and it's like people get so content with being comfortable. Why the fuck can you sit around every day and be comfortable? Bro, because what – after you work a job from 9 to 5 that you hate, what do you want to do? You want to come home and relax. You don't want to fucking – Go for, like, dude, I'm not trying to go for a run after I've had, like, a shitty day at work and I hated my life and I hate my boss and shit like that. Most people think like that. But, like, there are very few people who think I could better myself, I could better my situation just by waking up a little earlier going for a run before work. I might feel better. I might knock some shit out. And most, like, it compounds on itself from what I've seen. Yeah. From my own experiences and from also, like, what it sounds like you're talking about. Like, once you start running, you want to eat healthy because you don't want to cancel out the shit that you just did in the weight room or, like, running by eating some bullshit you'd rather compliment that well it's like just another evolution like so like i didn't like running i started running every single day and then i for after two weeks i started running twice a day and then by the time we got to christmas like i was in the best shape of my life yeah right and it it was that mental switch and another thing that i have down here is this generation we'll call it our generation is all about change you know you can change your hair change your clothes, oh, fuck change yeah. your girlfriend or boyfriend, your car. But the thing that people will never change is their mind and how they think. And we cannot get anywhere. Not me, me, you, me, whoever. David Goggins can't get anywhere in life if we don't change how we think. Because for me, and hating running, I hated it. And to change the way I thought and say, okay, I'm not going to look at it as punishment anymore. I'm going to look at it as this is what's going to make me more competitive on the field. Yeah. This is what's going to allow me to, to be on the field more. And then, it, like you're saying, like my diet. I had to look at my diet. I went vegan for a year and a half. And I might do it again. I might not. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, it's just like those, like, little things. And it just got to be it, – it got to the point where I was so, can, like, so comfortable being unfucking comfortable 
that that's what kept me going. Yeah, is you, I was, you probably tried a bunch of new shit. You were probably all over the place doing shit that a year ago, 365 days before that, you would have never imagined you'd do. Exactly. And, like, you're talking about, like, the stuff that I put on Instagram. Like, that was never me. This is true. Yeah. I would see people do that, and then I would just fucking bash them. Because I was like, you're just doing this for X, Y, and Z reasons. But for me, like, when I started doing that, because I started out on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And so I would do, like, a picture, and then I would do, uh, like, a, a message below it. And I would send it out to, you know, whoever. Yeah. And then I made a group me. Yeah. The group me's still there. It's a little dead now. But, and then the Instagram. Like, I started doing that. And, like, each time I got I, – I changed platforms – I got more and more feedback. I got more yeah, and more yeah. feedback. And yeah, there was the people who were like, oh, you're just doing this for attention. All right, fine. Think that. Fuck you. There's, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, fuck that, bro. There's always like, going to be negatives. There's always going to be negative people. Like, if, and I was telling, I worked, um, I was the SAC president last year, which is the student athlete advisory committee here. And we, like, we work as like liaisons between the athletes and the administration here. Gotcha. And every school, every school has it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But, sure. um, so my goal last year was to raise three thousand dollars for like to build a well in India. Mm-hmm. We did it. Awesome. Those guys and those guys and girls who were in that, I credit all that to them. But I told our faculty minister, I'm really close with her. Uh, I was like, I don't, I don't care if we get it done this year. Like I want to get it done, but that's not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the next, the next year. Yeah. And how that group is going to be led. And I told her, I was like, I don't. If I can get into one person. If I can get into one person's mind, I'm I am happy. Yeah. And I just had lunch yesterday with the girl who Aaron Sanders, who will be the SAC president next year, and you know I gave her all of my stuff and you know, share her like the goods, the bads, the uglies, everything. And you know it's it that's that's why I did it because I I I showed through my actions how it should be run because the previous years it was not good. Yeah, hell yeah. And she picked up on all of that. And so seeing her and like her excitement and her passion for it, I knew giving it to her, like she's like, she's going to do well. Yeah. And it's just things like that. It's like, what can you do to better yourself? But then you're also like also bettering people around you. Well, I and think that's like, been big. You for said, me. you said like our generation, especially is all about like change and everything. And I think that's it. Exactly. Like the first way to change anything is to change yourself. Like you have to look within yourself. You were trying to see what you could do for you and realize like, all right, I'm in this position right now, what can I do? And from that position, let me inform the next person, give them everything that I can give them and hope that they do the best with it. And I think that's, you're yeah. paving the way, like you're, you're making a sacrifice and you're thinking long-term, you're not just thinking, all right, I'm gonna do this right now and try to change everything. It's, I'm gonna take the first step, I'm gonna pave this path, I'm gonna spark the mind, hopefully. Be the pioneer for change, yeah. that's, don't wait for someone else to do it. Like that shit will fuck you in anything that you're waiting for. Like to be successful in anything, I think, whether it be sports, whether you want a bunch of money, whether you want to be just good at school, get good grades. Like don't wait for someone to tell you to study. Don't wait for someone to tell you to hit the wall or fucking go for a run. Like do it because you want to. And everyone else is going to follow that. And even if they don't follow it, fuck See, that's them. where people think motivation is a thing. And I get, I get that misconception. I understand that. I really do. Because you have all these motivational videos, motivational speeches, speakers, all of this shit. It's like, yeah, it's it's all good and well, but what are you doing when you're looking at that? You're probably sitting on you're probably sitting on the can, or you're in bed, or you know you're not doing what you should be doing. And I, and I am all for relaxing. I'm all for you know taking care of your body. I'm all for that. But I'm there, there comes a point where you have to commit to yourself to change. 
yeah. and whether that's tomorrow, today, next week, next year, it's gonna come and there's gonna be a situation or something that happens that pushes you to do that. And so I, I and this is for me because I, I have called, I call it a blessing. I have my eye. I can use my eye as internal fuel to my mm -hmm. fire that pushes me. Like, oh, the doctor said I wouldn't do this. I did it. The doctor said I wouldn't do that. I fucking did it. And it's that for me. And then, <clears throat> like, my parents. I use my parents as, as internal drive a lot. And my family. And, you know, my boys from Macaulay. Yeah. Like, seeing them successful. Like, seeing them be successful. I want to fucking be successful. Oh, Whether absolutely. it's on the lacrosse field, probably not. Definitely not. But in the in business my, world, yeah, hell yeah. wherever. Like, I want to be successful. And... One of the biggest things that I, that I really use now, and I was shared this video, it's the 80-20 rule. And it's Ed Milet, mm. he has a podcast on Spotify. Uh, it's the episode where he's talking to Pacific, or Pacific College, where he went to school, and he's talking about it. Look it up, it's really good. Um, but it, he's saying most of us nowadays are 80-20 on everything. 80-20 in the classroom, 80-20 in the weight room. 80-20 on the field, wherever. But being 80%, yeah, that, I mean, that'll get you better. That'll get you good. It'll get you, you know, wherever. Like, it'll get you places. But that 20%, you don't know what that 20% could do. Mm. So you're cheating yourself that 20%. You can't be 80-20 in fucking anything and be successful nah. or get to where you want to be. You have to be 100 fucking percent in everything, whether that's – like Coach Kipper would always say, when you wake up in the morning, tie your shoe like a champion. Tie your shoe at a fucking hundred percent. Like go to the when you're working out, do an extra like do an extra set. That's Make true. get that extra rep. Put that five pound plate on. Run the extra mile. Do the extra sprint. If you see someone in a team workout skipping reps, call them out. Be accountable. See someone on the field do when we're doing sprints, they don't touch the line. I'm fucking calling your ass out. I don't care if you're my best friend. I don't care if I fucking hate you. I'm going to treat everyone the exact same. It may, yeah, it makes you better. I mean, you see that shit back in high school. Kids would do it, and they'd call out their best friends or call out their teammates and shit. And I was like, bro, I'm not trying to fuck you over. I'm not trying to get you in trouble. I want you to be accountable for yourself because in a game or in, a, in any pressure situation, because like I did the internship, and I realized, like, shit, a lot of the shit that I learned in sports comes over into this. Like, when you're in a work environment, not everything works out the way you want it to. You've got to, like, chill out and... I, what I was saying all summer was like, it's high speed problem solving. Like, you have to figure it the fuck out because these people are paying you to figure it the fuck out. Like, yeah. this is a job. It's not like, oh, I couldn't figure it out, turn it in. Like, this is, no, bro, this is a job. This is real life. You got to figure it out. That just gets like you fired. A, yeah, like, just like in sports. It's like, yo, you need to figure it out. I realize you guys are losing, but like, you need to figure out how to come back. Yeah. And, and it, it's huge, man. Like, and I'm, so that sophomore, follow it between sophomore and junior year. I, you know, I was coming into all this new, like, mental toughness and, you know, David Goggins and all of these people who were, like, these fucking badasses, dude. And yeah. I was like, I, like, that was after I got denied from the Navy, so I was like, fuck them, like, and so, like, from that point on, I was like, and it's, it's kind of silly, but it's what keeps me going. It's, if I ever come face-to-face -face with a SEAL or, you know, a Ranger and it's a life-or-death situation, you fuck, you better fucking bet I'm walking out of that. <laughs> and... I mean, is it ever going to happen? Probably not. And if it does, it's weird. But, like, it, it's just one of those, like, things no, that, I can, that yeah. I can use in my – that when I'm in the shit of life, whether it be, you know, I'm in the middle of my half marathon that I ran or, you know, I'm in the middle of a, a really hard workout or in the middle of, you know, this really big project for work, whatever it is, I can go back to that and say, 
I, I, this is where I want to be, mm-hmm. and I'm in this shitty situation, so now I'm going to use that to get me through this so I can keep growing. And yeah. it's huge, push, man. Like, you got to be able to push huge. yourself. Like, that, but I think a lot of people don't have that intrinsic like motivator. They don't know what's going to push them. They never sat down. Like you were saying earlier, like you can have your friends, you can have your girlfriend, your family who supports you, but if you don't know what you're doing at the end of the day, like it has to be inside of you. Like you have to have an internal motivator. It has to be inside of you. It can't be someone in your ear. It can't be the people around you always <clears throat> motivating you, which is good. It's always good to have friends to feed off of. But at the end of the day, you go to bed with yourself. You have to be alone with yourself at some point in the day. And if that at that point in the day, like that internal motivation is not there, you're gonna fold at some point. When, yeah. when shit gets rough, like you're gonna fold. I mean, you can like. So let me get into this, and I'll I'll hit on that point. Right, go ahead. Um, let me write that down so I don't forget. Um, so between sophomore and junior year, there was three guys who really, I guess four, who really took me under their wing. That was like my family for the summer. Yeah. And when I say like blood runs deep, like brothers like those guys like if i didn't have that summer if i didn't have these guys like if i didn't have one of them i would be completely different yeah but each of these guys brought something different to the table and we all fed off of each other and it was just a constant growth cycle yeah like one guy would be down one day well the other four guys would pick him up if they you know you come in like like sal one of the strong like i, I say he's built like a cinder block because you look at him and he's just like fucking square but like strongest fastest dude I've probably ever ever known, and you know he would come in one day and like he wouldn't be pushing like 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 enough weight yeah. like what was it wasn't on a sheet yeah and so like you're saying you got to be accountable call him out Sal like why aren't you doing this or like on sprints like oh, shit. yeah like that summer we wore heart rate monitors so like they knew if I do remember that I do remember when we were running of that. if if we weren't running our hardest like it would show yeah absolutely. and so T would be like hey like why are you sandbagging this one like fucking run. And so it was just that constant cycle of accountability that, you know, I, we had a Macaulay, like... Yeah, always. You've got, like, the older guys who look down on you and, like, tell you, like, yo, you guys need to push it and, like, seriously push it. And you've got, like, your coaches. But, I mean, I feel like there were times where you could still cut corners. It's, and that's the points where I look at it. It's like, that's who makes you who you are. Whether you choose to cut this corner or say, fuck it, I don't care that no one's looking. I'm going to touch the line. I'm going to run as hard as I can. I'm going to do this extra rep. And see, that you can't... I don't think that you can coach that. I think that's no. something that you are born with. No. You want to talk about leadership is something you gain. I, I truly think I think leadership is you're born with it. And but the 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 desire to be different and the desire to separate yourself from the like the social norm. Yeah. That you can gain that. I gained mm, that. Yeah. And all of these guys had it. Yeah. And I got it. And now and then I and I got it and I was able to give it to like some of my teammates. Mm-hmm. And like it's still in me, like you, like whatever you're doing, like do it to the best of your ability. Whether it's yeah, well, a paper, or you know, I used to again. I hated writing. Well, I wrote a paper last semester that got published. Like oh shit, really? I would have never guessed that that would have been me. Yeah, on coaching behaviors and supportive and aut- autonomous coaching behaviors and supportive motivation. Like oh. just yeah, big words, man. <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig big it. Big words, and it's like things like that, like. I got out of my comfort zone. Yeah. I hated writing, so I wrote. Yeah. And I was given the task of you have a month and a half to write this paper and it's going to get published one yeah. way or the other. So you, you give us what you want, but it's going to be out there. <laughs> but either way, it's out there. So the old me would have been like, well, fuck, man. Like, I'm just going to do like something easy. Yeah. I'm going to do you know how to get in shape. Like, and just like, like you said, sandbag it and just like try to 
and just do the bare like do enough to get by. Yeah. And that's so common in today's world. And you know, there's nothing wrong with it. Like if that's who you are, that's who you fucking are. But you, you'll, you, you'll never know the joy of pushing you're gonna yourself. be you're gonna be a fucking cookie cutter motherfucker walking through life. You probably have an eight to five job. You probably wear a suit to work, or you know you wear khakis. Nothing wrong with khakis, but. Hit on the khakis, really But I mean, you, you know what I'm no, saying? No, I like, get what you're saying. Like, you're you'll just never... a, another replication of the fucking nine to five t- guy or girl every day. Yeah, like, there's not too much notable about you. You don't at a, at a dinner party. No one's like, "Oh, you do this. That's pretty interesting." It's just like, yeah, I do. You know, I shoot the shit and do the same thing as Joe yeah, Schmo. Yeah, but I'm not saying like go out and be like, "Oh, wait, I did this. I did." That. Don't be a no. cocky motherfucker. Like, find the balance. Be confident. But don't be cocky. Mm, that's a tough balance. That's though. a fine line, that's my a, friend. That's a tough balance because you've got to humble yourself. Like you said, put yourself in uncomfortable situations and realize that like, you might fuck up. You might look like a dumbass. But at some point, you won't. Mm. At some point, you'll figure it out. And I think like that is one of the big things about pushing yourself that I love is that moment of like, oh, shit, I'm starting to get it. Like, I'm starting to figure it out. That's the best time. Like when you're running a mile in those first couple of times you're like fuck i'm gassed and then a couple of weeks later you could run two miles easy you're just like whoa this is really weird like yeah. i haven't had to stop yet and i think those are the points where you're like fuck yeah i can do this and you get into your own mind and you build that confidence and shit and without exploring that without pushing yourself you never find that point no man and you never find that true joy within yourself i mean it's like it's like the half marathon i ran like literally it was a, me and like the people i ran it with we're sitting in my pool, you drink, ran a half minute, drinking honest. beers, like, I mean, it's like a summer afternoon, like a Saturday, and we're all just, like, sitting in the pool, drinking, hanging out, having a good time, and one of our guys, Mike Daly, who's actually up at uh, Special Forces now, he's going to be a, a field medic, he was, like, just flipping through his phone, he's like, hey, you guys want to run a half marathon next weekend? Next weekend. And, like, this is when I was, like, I was in, like, good shape, like, I was getting to be, like, in the best shape of my life. Yeah. You know, I was, I had a six-pack, thought I was really fucking cool. Never, I never had abs. No, and the first time I had them, I was like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> dude!" You never wear a shirt. You're like, no, Fuck. any excuse to take your shirt off. Ask like, anybody Fuck, that I Snapchatted, never had a shirt on. <laughs> and yeah, I know I was a douche. But, no, I'm with you. I'm with but, you. Uh, first time that happened, he's like, "Fuck yeah, bro, I'm not wearing a shirt. You work this hard. I'm not fucking wearing a shirt." Every time we ran, dude, oh, dude, the women's soccer teams out there taking my shirt off. <laughs> it's fucking December. It's snowing. You're taking your shirt off. Like, what the fuck? But uh, he was like. He's like, yeah, like, why not? And a couple of the people, like, two of the girls were like, yeah, yeah, like, we'll do it. Uh, one of them is actually my roommate now, Sarah Breslin. She's one of our trainers, too. And she was like, just just do it, Ryan. Like, she's like, you know, you're all about to, like, call me, call me out on all of this. And I, and I, I was still, like, young in all of, like, this knowledge. And yeah. I was like, fuck you. Like, all right, let's go, <laughs> motherfuckers. And so the night, that was Saturday. And so Monday, I went, I went and bought, like, nice running shoes, like, Got me a nice pair of shorts. Got me like one of those armbands for my headphones and my phone. I take, I do one, one practice run before. Yeah. It was Monday, six miles. I had the, like the map, like the whole thing planned out. Knew where I was going, knew how I was getting home. <laughs> and like, I had been running like three, three and a half, four. Like, I probably topped out at four and a half miles, like pretty consistently throughout the weeks. Yeah. And, and it was hot. Like, and it was like there's a lot of traffic and this is when like i kind of like had to come to men's with myself and like the stuff that goggins always preaches on is you know be uncomfortable do things you don't want to do mm-hmm. it's like if it's hot fuck it run anyway if it's cold get a sweatshirt yep. and it was like i walked out and i was like god like i don't know if i want to do this and i you're saying you have coach anderson's voice in the back of your head yeah i have that but 
his fucking voice, David Goggins' Goggin. fucking voice. And I don't know the guy, but I have studied him. I have watched him. I have read about him. I feel like he's one of my best friends. Yeah. And it's like every day I'm learning more about him. And he was in the back of my head. And he said, don't be a pussy. Just fucking do it. And it's stupid shit like that, man. But, like, I don't care what it – like, it, it doesn't matter what it is. No, whatever no, yeah. gets you going, whatever keeps you going, and whatever pushes you beyond the limits that you thought were there for yourself, what – fucking find it and, and love it. it. Yeah, absolutely. Embrace that shit. If it's your grandmother telling you you look fat in those jeans or, you know, if it's society saying lose weight, if it's, you know – fuck, dude. I could go on hours about that shit. But I had that and I was like, fuck it. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm fucking doing it. I had my playlist all set up. And the first song that comes on is Kesha. I was like, I don't remember putting these on there, but I was like, fuck it. I don't care at this point. I am I'm, I'm becoming a new fucking person, to and Kesha, I, I am ready to go. And I am fucking beat bopping, just moving along. I mean, I was running probably like a six and a half minute pace, or mile pace. I felt good. And the, the I didn't realize, though, that the course that I mapped out had a very steep incline <sighs> towards, like, the middle. <laughs> And so I'm running, 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 and I'm, like, seeing this hill off in the distance, and I was like, dude, like, I really fucking hope that's not where I'm going, because I was just following my GPS, and I was, like, getting closer, and I was like, motherfucker. I fucked myself on this this first run. And I'm, like, right there, and I'm, like, getting up to it, and again, I was like, you know, I could, I know another way I can go to get around this. Yeah. And I was like, "Mm -mm, nope. I was like, Ryan, fucking do it. And I'm like, Mm. literally, I got to the point a lot, and I still do it, where I will talk to myself out loud. Yeah. And people think, like... Like looking at me like if I'm in the gym or like if I'm, you know, in the weight room and I'm talking to myself and I'm like bashing myself. And I, I, that's what I, t- I told myself. I was like, you don't want to do this? We'll fucking do it anyway. Because yeah. you're going to find that you have a lot more in the tank than you think. And another thing that I credit a lot to this man. Like I, I probably should cite him in everything that I do. But nah, he I, talks about the 40% rule. Bro, I tweeted that. I tweeted that a couple weeks yes, ago. Yes, I, I saw that shit. He said most people quit at 40%. I was like, oh, shit. That is good. If you can conceptual, just conceptualize that for a second, dude. All those times, like all the workouts you've been through, the conditionings, the tests, in games, when you're like, "Fuck, dude, I'm so tired. Like, I can't go another step." And you know, you might not be at forty percent, but just the Push fact that most yeah. people quit at forty percent, you're not even halfway fucking there. Mm-hmm. That shit hit me, dude. I heard that and I was like, "Oh shit!" And it's a gut check, dude. And that's like, what is. I love about this man. It's like everything he says, like it's a gut check. Mm. And if you can conquer your mind, and this was the big thing for me, and I still haven't conquered my mind, but I've gotten it to, I'm to the point now where... Oh, shit. That's, you're getting into my favorite subject. Actually, the mind, the most powerful thing in us. Dude, it, and that's, it's the craziest Who would have guessed, guessed, guessed that that shit is like, so powerful? I've nev- I started reading a bunch of books, too. Uh, this summer, I guess. I changed my major from bio to business and was reading a bunch about like just the power of the mind and controlling your thoughts and everything and just like what you focus on really does become a reality yeah it's like meditation i don't know if you ever oh no bro I, yeah I, absolutely i have to you, you have to told me that like two, block everything like two years ago three years ago i would have been like I'm, I'm not you know i'm not gonna do that like that's boring dude i meditate so fucking much now you have to it's it, good it just it just relieves so much and like since i've been doing it and i do these things that john gordon talks about they're called uh gratitude walks or thankfulness walks thankfulness walks no phone, no music. Just go for like a five, ten minute walk and just list off as many things as you can that you're thankful for, mm. that you're grateful for. And the amount of perspective that puts in your life, bro, like I'm telling you, it, it makes instantly makes a difference. Gratitude it, it, walks, you said. Yeah. Right, I might have to try Five, that ten like minutes, that. like just walk around the block and just see how many things you can list off. Like I'm 
the most I've gotten is like two hundred something, like three hundred something. Yeah. And it, like, especially especially like when I'm like super stressed out or like my anxiety is like sky high or I'm just like, it's like now that I started doing those and like just expressing gratitude to people and just saying thank you, and that's like another challenge I have every day is tell someone thank you differently mm-hmm. every day, and just like little things. Oh, they held the door. Thank you. Yeah. Call them by name if you know their name. And it's like those little just small like moments of thankfulness and gratitude it's just little things like that you can do little things like that every day to separate mm-hmm. yourself from the pack that people are gonna be like oh yeah like look there's alan like you know he held the door for me he said thank you and or you know whatever and it's like just little things like that and it just slowly starts to change your mind and just yeah, hell yeah I you're think, changing the way you think and the, the way you act i think that's a pretty big much one. subconsciously i think that's a big one that, that you said i like the way you said that like changing your perspective and putting everything into perspective of like we have it good. I talked to uh, I talked to Bassum at the very beginning of the summer, and I asked him a couple questions. And one of the big ones that like he said and really stuck with me was like, "Bro, being born in America." Like I was like, "What are you thankful for?" And he said, "One of the things is like being born in America," and that really hit me. He's like, "Shit, bro. Yeah, we can put like every everyone I know complains about something. Like everyone can complain about something." But it's like, bro, we live in America. Like, the place where you fucking can complain and no one's going to, like, shut you down. No one's going to arrest you. No one's going to, like, lock your Twitter away. Like, you can complain wherever you want just about anything and have no problems with it. Whereas in other countries, like, it doesn't matter that you're going to complain about this. You're still hungry or, like, people are still raiding your home or it doesn't – your family's dead. You've got to provide for them. But it's like, bro, we live in America. Like, we can complain. We have, like, all the time in the world to complain we just have the ability to do so much shit that we don't take into account. Like we and take, we take that for shit, granted. Yeah, every single day. It's like fuck. And bro. dude, like that—that that was like, I don't mean to keep cutting you off, but you just no, keep bringing good. things up. When I was in Israel last summer, being in a different country and seeing the perspective mm. of people not from the U.S. and what they think about the U.S. blew my fucking mind, dude. Yep. And it's like, like you're saying, like we have so many uh, freedoms to do stuff that we take for granted. And it's like, just look at how far we've come in like 50 years. And I mean, I guess that's where we can take this to kind of wrap all this up. But like, you know, being an athlete for so long and you know, all of this stuff, all of like the mental toughness, like pushing through the pain, working hard, working until you're tired, like working until you're tired and then working some more, getting all your reps done and you know, doing more reps. And just like that whole mindset has been really interesting for me, especially this summer because as I'm transitioning mm-hmm. out of athletics, like being an athlete, I'm transitioning into like the administrative side. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because at first I was like, dude, like, I'm kind of fucked. I didn't. I, I was naive. <laughs> Why you say that? I was naive and I, I didn't. I was like, you know, I have all this knowledge and like this this mindset, this skill set on athleticism. Yeah. And being unbeatable. But, you know, now I got to transition to desk work and, you know, office life. And I was like, oh, fuck, I got to redo all of this stuff. It's like, you don't. Oh, that's that's the best over. thing, dude. It, everything carries over. Yeah. You know, it, and it, it's just. But it's, it's weird been such to, a fun evolution. It's hard for to me, think though. about. Yeah, I'm sure. Because I've like, I'll like be doing a project or like I'll have like a deadline for something, and I'll be like, "Fuck, dude!" Like, I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna get it done. And it's like, like you were saying earlier about like you're running and like your 4.0. It's like I, I don't care. Yeah, I don't yeah. care how I'm gonna get it done. It's gonna get done. <laughs> yeah, you gotta figure it out. You set a date for it. And it's like, and whether that's like with school, like I, that's one thing I've definitely like worked on over the summer, like taking summer classes. Is like yeah. 
not procrastinating. I never realized how much I procrastinated, dude. Dude, it'll kill you. I think, but I think everyone does that. I just don't think everyone realizes that. But I think we all procrastinate. If you don't realize it, there's some ignorance in your life. And you need to figure <laughs> that one out because it's pretty fucking. If if you have a paper due at midnight and it's ten o'clock and you still haven't started, you got you got a real problem that you got to yeah. figure out in about an hour and a half. But like that's what it came to, man. Just like that mile that I that I ran that I couldn't run. Yeah. I had a moment this summer where I was, you know, it was like a, it was a like a freshman level communications class. Didn't really care about it. Mm-hmm. I was writing my paper or writing my speech out like that night, and my friends called me like, "Hey, you want to go to this new this new bar? Like they got pool tables and stuff. We'll just get like a, a couple beers and I call it a night." Gotcha. Well, as college does, we ended up being out until like two thirty. And I didn't, we didn't, like, got back home, kept drinking. And, like, all, like, in my mind, I was like, I'm kind of fucked tomorrow. Because my class was at 9 a.m. And I was like, dude, like, I'm not going to get this done. End up falling asleep around, like, 3.30 or 4. Mm -hmm. I wake up at, like, 7. Still, still drunk. Yeah, definitely. And I panicked. I was like, (laughs) because there's that moment where, like, you know you fucked up. Yeah. I knew I fucked up. Yeah, and you've got to try to figure out, are you going to accept this? And I had to run home and, like, finish finish my speech. And I, like, I'm, like, wetting my hair down, like, throwing a collared shirt on, like, still smell, like, booze and cigarettes from the bar. Oh. And I'm, like, I'm, like, rolling in, like, 8.58. And, like, we had to sign up on the board, like, that morning for, like, when we were going to go. Yeah. One spot left. First spot. <laughs> of course And, like, is. I hadn't, like, even practiced, like, like, I was Don't still, right. I was still, like, holy shit. And my professor, like, Lord Lover, she's one of the nicest ladies I've ever met. She's like, are you ready for this? And I was like, no. And she was like, well, you got to go. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, are you, did you have a long night? And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. It's still going on. Yeah, literally. And I mean, I got up there and like somehow I pulled an A out of my ass. But I, it was like, it was that moment where that honestly, and like at this point now, because I'm trying to get into the jump program, which is like straight into your master's after your undergrad. Oh, okay. It's like, I had to have a 3.2. Yeah. And like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. And I was like sitting at like a 3.1 and so like I couldn't afford anything below a B. Mm. And so like yes, you needed that. I had no choice, dude. And like I mean luckily luckily I got the grade, but I mean it's still like it's those moments, dude, where like you think you're I'm not gonna say I thought I was invincible, but I was like, no fuck it, dude, it doesn't matter. And that's the thing, is like everything fucking matters. Yeah, bro, it's the what? details. The devil's in the details. And like it's what Coach Kim always used to say, do like we talked about, do everything at hundred percent because there's no tomorrow's not guaranteed, man. Nah. You you're not you're not waking up today and be like, oh, I can just do it tomorrow. Everyone mm-hmm. fucking says that, man. Live today like it's your last fucking day. Because it might be, dude. You don't know how that night's gonna go. You don't know how a car or a car fucking ride's gonna go. You don't know if you're gonna choke on a meal, like die in your sleep. Anything could happen, dude. And like I, and like I, I made that realization, and I was like, I've got to change some stuff. And as life does. I was faced with that kind of thing. Me and my dad went went out to Lake Gunnersville State Park. They have like a little beach out there. He's like, he, he'd been wanting to go for like so long. My mom was out of town. He's like, dude, let's just go. We'll get, we'll, we'll take a cooler. We'll get the, like the beach chairs, the umbrella, have a day. I was like, all right, whatever. We get down there. It's probably like 1030 in the morning and we're hanging out, just catching up. Like he kind of falls, he kind of fell asleep. And I start hearing this screaming like blood curdling screaming like the kind that goes down your spine you feel all the way down to your ass oh shit and i I like sat up in my chair and i was like looking out and i like people are splashing people are screaming like calling like they start calling for help 
And I, I, I'm like up now and my dad sits up and you want to talk about that instinct to be a leader. You want to talk about that instinct to be different. And I thank my dad every day for this. Like I looked at him, he looked at me and I said, let's go rip like shirts off, sunglasses, hats off. And we're the first two guys out in the water. Like literally it's, they're probably 30 yards out in the water. Yeah. And a thing about me that nobody really knows is I fucking hate the water. <laughs> I like the idea of the beach, the lake. Let's go party on the lake. Yeah, you know, get the like pontoons. getting in is like. I hate being submerged in really? water. It terrifies me, man. You were talking about an anxiety attack. I was terrified. Like my mind was racing, but like at that moment, I knew I had no other choice. I can't. I don't have time to like have an anxiety attack right now. Yeah, there's someone under the water, and we had to do our best to find them. And so, and I never had had this instinct kick in. I never, never been faced with death, never seen death. I mean, I've lost friends, but you know, I was never there for it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I like a little, a, a switch just flipped. No idea how, no idea where from, but I knew as soon as my feet hit that water, I had no time to be scared. I have no time to worry about myself right now because somebody else needs help. And you know, that whole like selfless service, like that's one of my staples in life. Like that is who I am. I will always, yeah. you know, put a hand up to help or I will always like I, I worry about other people before I worry about myself mm-hmm. because that's just oh my dad like yeah, I've always known you to be like that and always known you because I would rather see somebody succeed than my own personal satisfaction of succeeding to, like from the start mm-hmm. so I mean in this moment it wasn't it wasn't that it was somebody needs help I'm able let's yeah. fucking roll and I mean I'm booking it man and like I mean I'm, I'm a good swimmer though like I can say that like I was in swim lessons all my life and you know how to do it you just prefer not to uh, yeah i stay away I and i get out there and it was a Hispa- it was two hispanic boys and so younger kids like one of them couldn't talk i mean he could talk but it was like really broken english and i was yeah. like i was like what's going on he's like my, my friend uh, down there my friend down there and i said okay <laughs> and I, I looked at my dad i said dad yell for a float and get some goggles and i i just started diving and i out of shape completely out of shape Oh. And it did not hit like I. It wasn't a thing at that point. Like my adrenaline was going. I was like, I was set on like trying to find this kid. Yeah. And I guess what had happened is they were like, fifteen or sixteen, and they were trying to swim out to like the the buoy at that like marks the edge of where the like the it drops off. Yeah. Where like you're not supposed to go past, and so it was like fourteen or fifteen feet deep, and what had happened is like I guess I mean he went under, he ended up drowning, and it wow. was just one of those moments where i was like it's it's a different type of adrenaline rush yeah like, i know an adrenaline rush from a game make, yeah. like making a big hit making a big play like mm-hmm. ready to go like lifting a big weight in the weight room like hitting a new mile marker but this it was like it was and it, it's like still like got me fucked up because i just and it just was nothing i'd ever been through and for my dad like he's seen death like all that stuff in the military but like I just never seen it before. I did not know how to react. Yeah. And I was just like, and people are screaming and people are yelling at other people. And I was like, I was, I started yelling at like this other lady. Cause she was like, if this was your kid. You'd be in the water. So get out here. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Like you're, you're not helping. Up. We yeah. don't need somebody else out here. Who's going to drown. And it was like me and my dad, there's like four other people out there who were like trying to dive down. I mean, the water's so murky and the seagrass is so, yeah. so thick at the bottom that, I mean, he just, he ended up getting stuck. Unfortunately, he did pass away, and oh, what really, what really fucked me up is that like the search crew came in and like they were looking for him, and 
he, like the kid was right where me and my dad were and like and I knew that and like I saw it and I was like and that really fucked me up yeah and it's just one of those things that like as I told people because I didn't tell many people about it because it was just terrifying but yeah I'm sure and it's you talk about you know things that like obstacles in life that you meet and it's like how are you going to overcome it are you mm-hmm. going to let it overtake you or are you going to you know overcome it stomp on it and keep fucking rolling and you know I hadn't been hit with one of those in a while like, yeah. just being in the summer not really doing too much and it was hard man like it was really fucking hard but I mean as I worked through it and as you know I started I tried to start you know overcoming some fears myself and you know getting stronger and stuff and so in a way it like helped fuel it, it fueled me yeah but at the same time it was like you know I, I know I gained the, the whole perspective on like my instinct when like someone's in help and they need help, my, my instinct is there. Like, there's yeah. no second thought. There was no second thought when I was you don't on double that beach. It, you're going. I wasn't like, oh, fuck, I, I, I don't like swimming, but I, I, I fucking went. Didn't yeah. think, and I went. And that's big. That's fucking big. yeah, dude. It, I'm again like I didn't really talk about it that much because I, I didn't know like how to yeah how like, to phrase even, it. Yeah, you probably didn't even know how to like. I don't know, process everything in your mind for a while. Like, that should probably just sat with you for and, a while. And, like, driving back home, me and my dad were kind of speechless. Like, yeah, I, like, no, I can imagine. All right, dude, we're at 90 minutes right now. We could call it on this episode. Uh, sure. unless, unless you got anything else you want to, like... All right. That's pretty good. Solid. All right, well, thank you for doing this. Anyway. Definitely have you back on this shit. That was a hell of a ending to the show. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. <laughs>